All righty. Hello, Internet. This is... And goodbye. Goodbye. We are dead. We did no. it. Good job, everyone. All right, Go yeah. home now. So anyway, uh, this is our Gen Con wrap-up. Uh, Gen Con happened, I don't know, what, almost three weeks ago now? Like but, two weeks ago. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, but schedules are a bitch, so uh-huh. we're, doing, we're talking about it now. Hooray. So uh, all of us are going to be here at some point, uh, but most of us are here now. Uh, yeah. And all of us have stories to share about our time at Gen Con and events no, that we have. No, you're had. wrong. I don't. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, you can just hang out then. All right. Um, and James is here, and James has to go to bed at a reasonable hour because he's a responsible adult. So I wouldn't fuck that noise. <laughs> Harsh <laughs> your words. <laughs> anyway, I'm an irreasonable adult going to bed at a reasonable hour. <laughs> anyway, uh, so James, what was what was your Gen Con like? Um, are we going over the same stuff we did during the quick video wrap up? Well, that one was quick, but yeah, uh, this one's going to be I mean, longer than that. You... We have, yeah, it's we a, have more than 20 minutes options. before our recording ends. Sure. Just, yeah, talk about whatever your cool Gen Con stuff happened. You can you talk like. about highlights. You can go exhaustively into detail about everything. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the world's Gen your Con, oyster. Gen Con took two major, um, two major categories for me besides hanging out with my very excellent friends. Uh, it was running. Oh, running hey, a do we get to meet them sometime? That's me. <laughs> I was running some D and D games for Arc Dream, and I did the puzzle hunt. It was a good puzzle hunt. I liked the puzzles in it. The puzzles were fun, and we got we got to do all of them, and we completed them, and we got the answers right. And I don't think anyone won anything because of it, but but we did it. Yeah, we all got entered into a raffle for a free badge, right? Yeah, and um, let's see. Uh, we went to Steak and Shake and ac- accidentally ghosted Kevin. Uh, right, and but, was, dude, was Kevin afraid that like we all died or something? I can't remember. He what was his afraid that was. Max died because of the Malort. <laughs> Wait, Max was the one too weak for Malort. Well, no, apparently because my face was red, that meant I was oh, dying. Right, right. Uh, but when we were at Steak and Shake, I made a very large straw. It yeah, was a there's, very fo- good there's straw. photographic evidence I'm of that sad. straw. I'm sad I did not get a picture of that straw myself. I have a picture of the straw. It's, it's, it's on Twitter. Okay, good. Majestic. <laughs> yeah, I think I retweeted it with the Drugly account. Yeah, and you, there was the one part where you could see the badge that just said him. <laughs> anyway, yeah, uh, the games for Arc Dream were very nice. They were uh Demon's Gold, I believe it was called. And uh, basically, they were playing grave robbers or tomb robbers or temple robbers. Robbers. Something robbers. Tomb yeah, Raiders. Something robbers. Yeah. Lara Croft. And they went, or is it yeah, Lara's Croft? And um, there was, without going too far into the plot, because this is a uh, purchasable thing from the Art Dream website, um, in one of the games, one person did not make it out. In one of the games, everybody made it out. And in one of the games, exactly four of the like 20 people that arrived made it out. Oh. Hot diggity damn. Wait, how big a game was for the party members? Um, some of the party members. And uh, let's see, there was a big old Sarlacc mouth pit with a magic item at the bottom, and they all figured out different ways to get the magic item. From Mission Impossible to falling. Yes. Only one of them did that. Well, I'm just gonna jump right in. Uh, it was it was not that consensual. There was team planning and team action going on. There, there were definitely single-digit roles that led to that. <laughs> Oops. 
yeah, but it was a neat game. And there was, I got to feel really smug at a group of players because they thought I was inexperienced. And then I brought up a rule they didn't remember. Boom. <laughs> I disengage. You what? Yeah, exactly that. <laughs> no one disengages anyway. <laughs> what? Who doesn't? Who stops hitting things ever? I hit things till I die. It's sort of the old school of uh, Dungeons and Dragons, you know. Yeah, though I think <laughs> I, I've come to call that strategy punch and Judy. <laughs> Just rapidly hitting each other with sticks until one of them falls down. Yeah. <laughs> um. Let's see. Was there anything else meaningful? Oh, and um, in exchange for running those games, besides having my uh, badge compensated for, I got a copy of Godlike in paper a paper Ooh. copy of the godlike role-playing system is this the i can't remember is this, is this the new version it? or is this the no yeah. nice. this is godlike the first like the first game in that engine i think yeah i was yeah. i couldn't remember if greg stoles so, was making yeah. a new one or not uh, he's I, making a new rain okay. uh, and I, I i hear through the grapevine that there may be more godlike on the docket just delta green is taking up a whole lot of their bandwidth yeah, it's do, one of their. Do you think you're ever gonna run Godlike? Um, if I can get the people for it, sure. Yeah, oh. I you know I have a whole I have a whole campaign book for it. Um, it's actually like, okay, <laughs> it's everything okay. <laughs> what what the hell just happened? Someone got a message. I just heard a smashing. I heard noise. also heard a smashing. I noise. I, I, nud- I nudged a pan next to me accidentally, though it does sound like I was in shock about fucking godlike campaigns exist. <laughs> oh and god! It sounded like a fucking cartoon Life. smash. <laughs> uh, so did you um uh did you like attend any notable events or anything? Um, no, I didn't. <laughs> wow! No, I, I, I was, uh, I was a member of a a seminar thing about um, about when to shut up, and I learned that that was the seminar about forty five minutes before doing it. So that <laughs> I think that turned out all right. Uh, I mean, we've remembered that one year where we, uh, where our main panelist was gone, so we just invented a panel. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I mean, this it. thing was kind of going to be improv from the get go. I don't think. <laughs> I, th- I thought it was a pretty good seminar. I did a running gag about drinking out of an empty cu- wa- cup of water. Oh, yeah, no, I thought it was Very pretty good. Funny. <laughs> and then we went to another seminar about goblins. Yeah, that seminar went very well. Definitely a lot of people attended. A 100% approval rating. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know about that. Oh, sorry about the time I had to go to the bathroom and reduce the group size by like 16%. <laughs> um... um yeah, I think that's most of it. Met Did you Greg uh, and Axe, demo cool any games people. or pick up any games or anything like that? Oh, uh, picked up Sentinels of the Multiverse. Uh, get ready to see a lot of that. Yeah, yeah one of them's one of, of them's already up. Maybe more of them, depending on when I put this on Just the site. <laughs> yeah, so pick that up, and uh, I, I demoed the Legend of Sleepy Hollow game, also by Greater Than Games, who made Sentinels. It was pretty good. What what is like? What is that game? What do you do in it? Uh, it's just sort of a very simple, like, move around a small map and fight monsters sort of thing. But everyone's got their own unique sort of actions that makes the play feel very different for them. Gotcha. I assume there's some sort of uh, horseless headsman. Um, horseless I don't headsman? Know. Yeah, he's a, big, was... he's a big head with arms and legs. <laughs> a horse and, and, and no horse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> some very call him a machine desi- only designed for killing but not horseback killing. No, I, I did not see any sort of 
Xless Wyman. <laughs> well, some Sleepy but Hollow this is. And also they were demoing uh, Spirit Island, which is a good get co-op game, and I recommend it. Cool. Um, and I want to do uh, one of the uh, one of the big what are they called? The the the, the big games, the, the like improv games that they do over in the stadium. Uh, are you talking about the, the like, mega game? Yeah, yeah, the mega, the game. oh, mega games are so much fun. There was I want to do a mega game yeah. next year. Yeah, that was the one. They always have like three rooms dedicated to that somewhere, and it's got like I I don't know anything about it, but it has the same like signboard out in front every year, and you can tell because that signboard looks like it's at least ten years old. <laughs> Let's see. We tried Malort, and I have nothing to say about it, and I think that's it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, who wants who? who Which among is honestly you? the most positive Malort review you could possibly get. I have nothing to say about it. Who among you shall go next? Who among you? I will, just because I've got more unpacking stuff to do okay. before bed. Suzanne. Relatively boring Gen Con, mostly because of a foot injury done at the beginning of July, where I and a curb went head to head and my left foot lost. Hate to see it happen. Uh, it wasn't it wasn't pretty when it happened, but I didn't break anything. I just sprained it, which means it will hurt for years. Uh, when I went to Gen Con, uh, I did a lot of shopping mostly and demoing. Uh, one of the big things I got from Gen Con was uh. The game Foodies by Command Games, C-M-O-N, uh, where you play as a small, um, small food court, food court, food court manager, and you have to collect food court stalls from five different countries and try to connect them to make the most points. And once somebody hits thirty, the game is over, and you win. It's actually relatively quite good, in my opinion. Yeah, we uh, misunderstood the rules about France, I think. Yeah, France and England, or France and uh, America are not as powerful as they seem, which makes Kevin feel very sad that they're now underpowered as far as him. You know, I'd accept underpowered, though, compared to, like, how scary busted they seem. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Some other things I got that I'm really excited about, I got a new Sagrada expansion. I'll be really honest with you guys, I didn't do any panels this year. I didn't even go into the convention center Saturday or Sunday because my foot was hurting me. Oh. Yeah. So what all? But it's okay. Uh, what all demos did you do then? Did the um, unearthed expansion demo, which I will be honest with you, I don't remember very much now. I did the foodies <laughs> demo, a uh, Sagrada demo, but it didn't have the expansion. It was expansions I already had, but I was like, whatever, I'll play more Sagrada. It's a fun game about rolling dice and glass. I love rolling pretty. glass. It's a very pretty game. I like it a lot, which is why I have now two expansions for it. <laughs> Sick. Got the no one has played with me yet, but I think it's actually a version of Sushi Go that James will actually like. James doesn't really care for Sushi Go. Sushi Roll. Oh, Wait, yeah. Sushi- I think Max and I saw that around there. I couldn't remember anything about it. It was though. over in like the family fun kids section. Mm-hmm. Sushi Roll does has it plays very similarly to Sushi Go if you've ever played that. Where you're collecting things like gyoza, wasabi, um, tempura, stuff that you put in sushi at a Japanese restaurant. Correct. Um, but instead of the usual, everybody gets dealt six cards draft to try to make pairs and sets of whatever to make the most points possible. You're given six dice that have all the same symbols that many of the cards have, and you roll them and you pick a dice every time. 
Oh, okay. But when the dice roll, and when the dice rotate, just like a hand would, you pick up and re-roll the dice. A lot more change and variability to the game. Fun, super quick and easy. You can play it with like five or six people, I think. Very fun. Can recommend. Oh yeah, Susan. I I don't remember if I told you, but we uh, at uh we we still haven't put up our weird stuff contest yet. But Susan submitted right. "Gimme Gimme Guinea Pigs," <laughs> and we did actually yes, play. I did. We played that at a at a friend's birthday party because uh everybody gives me all the garbage because one of my friends just really wants Gen Con garbage. That's fine. Um, was it legitimately good? Um, it's definitely a kids game, and it yeah. had uh. But like the the cards are actually the cards are very nice. You got it. It's a very uh, tac- uh, I guess tactile. I don't tactile. know. Yeah, the tactile the tactile sense of it is very good. I like I like the feeling of the cards. I will say like I think we needed to shuffle the deck more. Although the game the game rules are that like everybody gets five cards in their hand to start. I think and then all the rest of the cards are just scattered face down on the table and it's a. Uh, it's the galaxy trucker thing where you're flipping cards up and trying to put cards in your hand to get, and your, your goal is to get seven of the same thing in your hand. Um, okay. But one of the things was that everybody, everybody, there's one special card that, that or there's one type of special card uh, called pause spelled P A W S. Cause you know, okay. um, and somebody can play that and they all pause and everybody takes three cards out of their hand and passes them to the person on their right. And then, once they've done that, the person who put down the pause card can say unpause and you re- you resume like uh, hurriedly looking for stuff. Okay. Um, but because of how we shuffled things, somehow four people ended up with the pause cards in their hands at the start. So it was just pause, 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 pause. Uh, and then the, the actual game itself lasted for about 20 seconds. <laughs> Okay. It was between me and like one other guy who found because with all the pause stuff, we we uh, ended up with five of one animal in our hands. So it just like twenty seconds. All right, I found the two animals I need. Got them, and we both okay. put our hands down at the same time. It seems like it's definitely. Something. It seems like it would definitely be a fun game with uh with children ages three and up. Um, I don't think it's so much of an of a, of a party game for adults. Unless you're all raging drunk. Uh, yeah, then you might damage things. <laughs> I mean, that's true. Um, also, I got, also, um, the game, one of the games I didn't submit, but one of the games I picked up, uh, Man Bites Dog, we played that at the party as well. <laughs> and, uh, when you don't give a shit about score, that game's a lot of fun. It's good. Uh, I remember we, um, we ended up, it was funny to see the ways that people in- included all of their words that, like, I think one person got a word that didn't quite fit in. Unless, uh, but he's like, this is a story about a superhero. Tension, teen, saves mayor. <laughs> and we kept getting tension and teen in our hands, so we kept publishing new stories about tension, teen. <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh, I remember we That's played that good. game, too. Yeah, we did. Everybody hated it. It's fine. Everybody said it was worse than the mustache game for some I had, reason. I had fun with it. I, I didn't think it was hard. fun. Yeah. It was okay. Yeah. All I remember was everybody saying this game sucks and it's good that your recorder stopped. <laughs> I had already uh, not given a shit. So. Well, yeah. Also, I would. That's the kind of game that I might throw at high schoolers. Words make sense or play around with word tense. Yeah. Game I'm taking to game night. Uh, um, I think I tried oh. to get people to play the mustache game, but nobody wanted to play that. It's because the mustache no. game is bad, Matt. Wow. 
But that was sort of the point, so I guess good job, Matt. Yeah. Satan doesn't have a signature mustache, Matt. I didn't make the game, James. Matt. <laughs> All Matt's fault. Um, what else? Oh, I did go by the Dinosaur Island people, also known as Pantasaur- Pantasaurus Games. Nice. Can recommend Dinosaur Island. I love it. I kickstarted it. Cool, cool. It's very pretty. Um, what what kind of game is it? Dinosaur Island. For those of you that do not know, I received this game like six or seven months ago uh, from when I kickstarted it. They are in the works, I guess, for another expansion. I don't know what they're going to do with it, but eh, whatever. Uh, it's a game that mixes Jurassic Park and Castles of Mad King Ludwig. I'd almost so, call it a uh, more complex Puerto Rico. Yeah, that would work too. What is, what is Puerto um, Rico aside from the Commonwealth? It starts well. What well starts off? You have to buy recipes of dinosaurs so that you can make them. I already love it. Um, and from there, you have to pick from DNA dice so that you can pick up one of any of the six types of DNA so you can then build your dinosaur. Um, or you can apply scientists. Then you can buy parts for your lab to make things easier or cost less money. So buy people to work on your park. Because that's the thing. You're building an amusement park. Right. Yeah. You're building a Jurassic Park, as it were. Tycoon a little bit. <laughs> um, because there are roller coasters and like nice. food stores and everything that you can build, too. <laughs> I every, need this every, game immediately. Every, <laughs> very expensive, but it's very good. And it's very pretty. Every round, you have to draw park goers, and uh, if you get red ones, they're hooligans, and they get in first, and they don't pay. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing with hooligans. I'll explain hooligans in a second. Um, because that's the thing is you're you're building up your your park. So what are you doing? You're putting in uh, hooligans them to see. You're building dinosaur tanks for them to go see, and then again, like James says, you go in and you pick from a bag of little like that are interspersed with pink ones yellow meeples pay to get in pink meeples don't they sneak in after with your dinosaurs is you have to pay for security right if you don't pay for enough security the dinosaurs eat your park goers (laughs) and it's one of the things right like that the more dangerous the dinosaurs are the more people will pay to get in exactly exactly the more exciting the dinosaur the more people will come in to see it I like that that's how jaded the park goers are. It's like, ah, Stegosaurus. That's literally the plot of the second Jurassic World movie. You can have own while T-Rex gets a cow. The thing about uh, hooligans is that they are sneaky enough to get in without paying, but they're also sneaky enough to get away from the dinosaurs so that when the dinosaurs eat people, they eat the yellow people who paid first. (laughs) (laughs) That's fucking great. Yeah, And one of the people you can buy to work for your park, because you can get up to like three specialists unless you get something that lets you then get a fourth, uh, is a lawyer. <laughs> uh, your people, because the thing is, they pay to get in, and then I think they pay to leave. Uh, they, they give you like victory points if they make oh, it that's right. through staying. That's right. That's right. They make it through, they make it through staying. Uh, they give you victory points. Uh, but the lawyer makes it so that you get paid even for eating people. <laughs> I, I also like that there's three different types of security guard you can pay you can uh buy and like one of them is just like uh more defense for your people one of them is hooligans pay <laughs> <laughs> which one's chris pratt um, them. That, that's probably uh it should be a promo if it's not yeah so which far, one the which one's your velociraptor whisperer 
<laughs> Which one do you have lots of Raptor in a suit? <laughs> that is one thing. I would super recommend people not get the Kickstarter edition, not because it's not beautiful. It is. For this game, by the way, it's very, like, 90s expansion, which came with the Kickstarter, which was where I got it, uh, is called Totally Liquid, which is where they add sea dinosaurs, water dinosaurs. Neat. Nice. Totally awesome. Wicked. Neon. It's great. It's a good game. Pandasaurus makes good games. Um, one that I can't think of, but I can't think of it. I can't think of it. I had fun, even if I didn't do as much this year. Um, I also spent less money, technically, which is always a good thing. Kind of a weird go-between for my dad, because Catalyst Games always sells out of their t-shirts really quick. So I bought him two t-shirts on Thursday, and then he paid me $30 more than what they were worth on Friday, because I lied about having change. It's re- um, <laughs> overall, I had a lot of fun. Nice. But I also know I couldn't have done more, so I'm not trying to hold myself to it too very much. Sure, yeah, sure. There's always next year. Exactly. It's not like I won't go next year. Yeah, and we have Susan to thank for our hotel rooms because she's dedicated to finding uh, good rooms at quality prices. All hail. Uh, let's hey. all hail anxiety issues. Mood. Hail. <laughs> yeah, and it was almost exactly the same room. It was the same building and like the same like room. You know, it's like sub number just on a different floor than last year. Yeah, because they're doing construction. Yeah. All right. Well. All right, well, that's it for me. Yeah. So who's next? Sure. Yeah, go. All right. Uh, go, coward. Greg. This is TV's Greg. <laughs> wow. Uh, first time on. I'm not arguing that. <laughs> uh, We're all cowards yeah. here. It's fine. Yeah. First time at Gen Con, uh, which went like six-ish hours of flying either way uh, with two different planes. Um, but yeah, it was very uh, overwhelming in an enjoyable way. Uh, it's about the dealer's hall is about as big as any con I've been to before. Uh, and then there was like four more hotels on top of that. Uh, let's see. I wrote a lot of things down to look into later. Uh, I only really bought. Uh, I got Party Foul finally. Uh, like a old collegiate style Calvin Ball T-shirt and the derpy stuffed werewolf from the werewolf booth for my fiance. Nice. Because she demanded a souvenir of some kind. <laughs> um, what else? Um, yeah, met these guys. It was genuinely jarring for about a minute. Until I watched them talk for a while and got used to the lack of like very mild feedback on everybody. Oh my god, Greg. Yeah, I, I didn't know what I was expecting your face to look like, but it was not what your face looks like. I get that. <laughs> that's, uh, that's, that's radio for you. I was like, that's Greg? I do my um, best to sound fat. <laughs> so, 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 so no one's surprised. <laughs> Same for opposite reasons. You have a voice that sounds like it wears Hawaiian shirts every day. It's true. Yeah, There's no and surprises I've, with you. And I haven't done that for about six years. Yeah. Three or four months into us dating for some reason. <laughs> yeah, unrelated, believe it or not. Yeah, no, I didn't care. <laughs> I didn't mind the Hawaiian shirts. Oh, I, I must appease my girlfriend. No, I didn't give a shit. <laughs> anyway, great time. Uh, I had also considered bringing in like a large notebook to just scroll down everyone's stenography uh, conversations uh, to keep the quotes going. <laughs> but, but reality, what's the reality? It kind of felt like that. That feels cheap and creepy now. Um, what else? I demoed a few games. Um, found one that was called Ship Shape. It's a real bare bones kind of stacking game where you have these. Uh, you're all pirate smugglers, and you have to keep stacking. There's stacks of bricks you keep bidding on that pile on top of your current tile 
where there are like rats and gold and cannons that you stack over to try to block out the other ones because they all have holes in them, which is real quick and easy, but neat. Um, someone showed me Shadows Over Brimstone, which is one of those GM-less action game or RPG kind of games where it's miniatures and randomly generated monster stuff that I want to look into more. But like many things that were cool there, um, uh, it was either over $100 or an hour plus waiting in line. And I was like, fuck that. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's a big first step for my mate for not a guy who board games a whole lot. Uh, there was one I really want to look into uh, called Aftermath. Uh, that I think doesn't come out till next month, but it's a uh, similar sort of setup, a GMless teamwork thing of uh, everyone is mice or hamsters or the like in the post-apocalypse. Okay. And like cats are the biggest, most dangerous thing you could find. And like your tank is a guinea pig with a steak knife. Nice. I'm already on board. I yeah, love it. Was- Savage poke, I love it. And there's like a like kung fu squirrel with a toothpick, I think, a chopstick. He's a sharp, sharp, sharp chopstick. It's all just real flavory as shit. And I watched, I sat through a, a playthrough of that, and I was like, okay, okay, cool, I get it. I'll do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I joined in a game. I, I, I was not doing anything for a few hours, so I sat in on a uh, Edge of the Empire game uh, where mm. we were go- we were doing a safari hunt for a incredibly buff hut to build his own uh, hunting planet. Uh, it was a cool, it was cool and all, but I played as as a Jawa mechanic, and realizing our plan was mostly to shoot a lot of monsters, I didn't do a whole lot besides sass people. <laughs> I spent a good besides chunk of the be game. a Jawa in their vicinity. <laughs> you just well, scream least... a lot of nonsense in a high pitched voice. Well, I could speak English or common, but there was also an Ewok on the team, so he got all the short guy critter use use him as live bait jokes. Nice. And I would lean over him and loudly whisper like, "I'm so sorry, this is you." Like, it's usually me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm usually the small guy. I'm like two inches bigger than you. I'm so sorry. I like that. Even in the non goblin game you were a part of, you still got to be just a trash goblin. Yeah, I, I I realized by now I go for the big guy or little guy when I can. Ideally, both at once to have some wacky chemistry. Love um, it. No middle sliders. <laughs> Everyone's always middle. Everyone else is middle sliders. I gotta be something else. But uh, yeah, I ran two goblin games. I dropped some cards off at shops and places. But uh, let's see, Matt let me record it for the first one. But I forgot to record until like a half hour in, and it was like wasn't worth it, and I regret it because uh, it was. Three friends were really comfortable with each other, so they got really into doing accents. And then one <laughs> of the guys from my game showed up to your game, but he showed up to my game an hour early. Yeah, he, sh- well, he showed up and like I was like, "Oh, sorry." He's like, "Oh, glad- sorry, I was late. I guess with the time." I was like, "No, it was like, an hour late." He's like, "Wait a minute," and he saw like he- I was like, "Which Goblin game?" And then I realized you were right over there the whole time, and <laughs> it just worked out because you had like six-ish people. We had like yeah, three. I had two randos show up. <laughs> Uh, but they did, yeah, they did, the, they did the rowdy riders and the bomb mobile. So they uh, one picked out Dusty the cowboy, who uh, he went like real heavy on a southern accent. He had like a backstory he told at one point and everything. And uh, they had the tinkerer who started doing more of a, like a yuppie trucker accent, but by being contagious. <laughs> and uh, what I believe the first guy's girlfriend was there. We wasn't doing an accent the whole time, but she was playing the pup. And we canonized it that they, the, the whole crew had accents, but she was too new to have one of her own. <laughs> <laughs> and she'd earn it like she grew she became a part of the team. And Nice. And then, one, yeah, the guy who showed up late played the delusionist, who was a uh, pirate captain <laughs> as his costume, and um, drove a bumper car from a nautical theme, theme park with a, a crow's nest on the antenna that was dragging behind it and falling apart constantly. <laughs> That's perfect. But uh, well, like the one highlight was like midway through, they uh, 
Dusty was shooting down guys with his gun, but I got they shot back and broke his shotgun. He just like shed a tear and like threw it behind him into the dust and they wouldn't make camp. And uh, I got to the part where everyone has to tell a story, and the best story is not get to do, do night watch. He told the sad story about how he met Big Molly in a bar out in El Paso, Goblin House, and uh, or Mudhole El Paso. And now she's gone and dead. And like the, the, the uh, Tinker is like, I'm not gonna listen to this garbage. I've heard this 10 times. I'm walking away and I'm just going to bed. Fuck guard duty. And he tells the whole story. He like gets, he rolls back out of bed. He's like, I can fix things, you know. That's all I do is fix things. And he's like, what? He's like, I'm good. Fuck. <laughs> he like goes off and spins like welding it back together. And yeah. And uh, the other game was the uh, uh, the Radio 1 Rocking the Apocalypse, where they were a goblin band. Hmm. Uh, the band was called Ugg, because the <laughs> lead singer played Ugg. Nice. Oh, perfect. Ugg, 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 the brute who, I told him, like, half people say you can only say Ugg, half don't. And he's like, I'm into it. <laughs> um, and then by the end, they got into a fight with the rival band, which one had a flamethrower, one had a hand grenade, one had a gas tank. So they almost burned down most of the building when they all started panicking. <laughs> like one was like okay well i'm gonna like trip over the get the our barbecue and uh start a sort of gas leak and the everyone's like well i'm gonna t- put away a flamethrower because i'm gonna start any fires and i'll pull up my laser gun because i don't think that's made of fire and shoot it <laughs> right yeah no there's a it seems like people get the gist of what the game is very quickly oh yeah real fast it sounded like some sales in general a few of them took cards of the game some took for the podcast yeah we've gotten a couple sales on drive through since then uh, weirdly, none of them using the coupon code I gave them. <laughs> yeah, point them out. Support so, uh, it full price. Nice. They believe in our product, which I appreciate. I am shocked by, but appreciate. I believe. Yeah, been playing a lot of stuff with these guys. Like, there's a good three hour plus chunk every night where we just kind of board gamed. Yeah, the only one I've. Yeah, that's one of the big appeals of going to Gen Con, I feel yeah, like, is playing games. The big appeal, at least for us, is just like, oh, hey, I get to see you. You exist? Yeah, I'm not in an isolated island of no social interaction. <laughs> yeah. Oh, rip. You go from no social interaction to too much, and then that no gives so- you, that reminds you that sometimes none is good. No, actually, completely opposite. It's like, oh, fuck, I'm not actually introvert, right? <laughs> Max is the fabled extrovert? I didn't think they existed. No, the extrovert hasn't shown up yet. <laughs> hey, but I'm tissed. I think that's me, then. All right, uh, Charlotte. Nice. It's my turn now. Hello, internet. Charlotte. Jonathan. Charlotte. <laughs> those are one of those was my name. Um, I, yeah, my favorite part of Gen Con was getting to see you guys and playing games with you. Aww. You know, with the. I appreciated with the, seeing oh, you like too, pandering. Charlotte. Huh? I appreciated seeing you too, Charlotte. We never <laughs> I, see I each other. I always appreciate seeing you, Matthew Campen. <laughs> we never see each other. Um, what a shame. Rip. But yeah, I mean, everyone here, I really only get to see at Gen Con, except for Matt, because he's my roommate. Um, <laughs> it's just really great. Even then, we um, don't play games together, because, like, our schedules are way different. Wacky. We could, we should play more games together. <laughs> for sure. Um, Charlotte says with a schedule full of games. Uh, I have a gaming problem. You don't have to say no. <laughs> I Yes. Um, no, I get it, because same. <laughs> but it's a it's a mood. It's a big mood. Yeah, big mood. It's how we live this generation. Yeah. Mood, game. Um, but yeah, I think I really, really liked the game of monsters and other childish things that I played in that Max ran. Um, 
And it it was a weird experience because almost everyone else at the table had also heard of and played monsters before, which I feel like is very rare. It's very rare, yeah, but it's actually. becoming more common since the game is like going on 10 years old now. Yeah, it's yeah. interesting in that almost everyone who showed up, right? Like the majority of them were people who had played monsters. There was only in one person years. who hadn't played before. Yeah, and that was because and they had, like, signed up. she got super into it, though, too. So. Yeah, she got very into it, but yeah. I think it was, like, she mentioned that she had, like, signed up for, uh, like, a Delta Green thing that got cancelled, and so they gave her basically, like, a complimentary ticket to a, go to whatever thing she wants to. Nice. And so she signed up for this one. Yeah, but it was a lot of fun. Um, it makes me happy that people are still out there playing Monsters, because it's, it's a really fun game, and I like it a lot. Yeah, um, yeah, so it's Shane Ivy, if you're listening, I have scenarios I want to sell them to you. Publish more monstrous things. Arc Dream. Shane um, Ivy, answer your emails sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> he told me he'd get back to me once, like five years ago. This is a call out post for Shane Ivy. <laughs> get him. Get him, girl. <laughs> Roast yeah, him. I think the first Gen Con I went to, like most of the people that played, hadn't uh, experienced monsters. In fact, one person said, like, oh, yeah, I always sign up for a game I've never heard of, bef- heard of before. Yeah. She's the only person I remember from that first Gen Con because she also went into detail saying that she was a ballet instructor. That's cool. Yeah. Um. What else was there? What else did I do? Oh, I saw um Glitter Guild's Evening of Nerdlesque Burlesque, which has become yeah. A you did that last year too, right? Yeah, it's become it's. I've done it over the last three years, I think, with some uh local friends, and it's really cool. Every single year, it's funny and a little sexy. And raunchy, and it's super fun. Um, How spendy is that? It's twenty bucks, but it's for like an hour and a half, two hours of performing. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I, I get that. I just also don't have money. I, well, yeah, that's the, that's the thing. Gen Con is money, um, but there was there was a Trogdor burlesque act. Holy shit! Where they went from being a dragon to a dragon person to a person. So, so it was a burlesque. A dance to the Trogdor song. Um, they were dressed up as Trogdor, which they then stripped down to Strong Bad in like lingerie, and <laughs> oh it was my God. amazing. It was so great. Um, huh. uh, so, so it's just a yeah. Lot well, of, they like, went from they went from being a dragon to a dragon man. <laughs> that reminds me up, real yeah. quick. Uh, me and my girlfriend often go to cosplay burlesque around the cons by us, and there was one where someone did the Invisible Girl from Hero Academia. Yeah, as a black bodysuit who got dressed in front of you and then like put on like face makeup and everything until their actual face came out. That's really cool. I that like rules. that idea a lot. <laughs> yeah, okay. so that's always really fun. Um, if you guys haven't done it, you should do it next year. It's a lot of fun. Uh, oh, I got Eclipse Phase Two, a physical so copy. Axe. I know, and I, it's too bad he's not here right now because I know that we can scream about it together. Oh, it's I can so fucking scream cool. about it too. Yeah, it's really good. It's so fucking because cool. the PDF released recently too. So ah, yeah, yeah. yeah they simplified another, a lot a, of the stu- they simplified a lot of it from. You know, yeah. yeah, it's so all much more accessible. All as the for thing. the better. Yeah. yeah, I mean, oh yeah, like before it took like uh, it took like two hours and like a couple different spreadsheets to make a character, and I, now you can make a character in like. In first 20 edition, minutes. I, yeah, yeah, no, I had a hellish time making a character in first edition the first time around. So I'm very excited to try out all the cool new stuff in second edition. Also, the book is just really beautifully done. Yeah, well, now they got it's a lot of money. It's fucking huge, but yeah, it's great. Yeah. 
Oh, it's huge, but it's just gorgeous. I mean, I just love flipping through it. It's beautiful. Um, I also got a game called Reflections, which is a two-player RPG about rival samurais who are having their final fateful duel. Holy shit. Well, yeah. when are we playing this? <laughs> uh, there are also options for like, if you want to do like, no, a I'm serious. Go down instead. No, we can definitely play. I was, as I was saying, I was like, oh, Max would really like this game. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I have that book. I haven't read the rules for it yet. So I have no idea how it actually works, but it does seem really cool. And I'm very excited about it. Nice. Nice. And did you also get Icarus? Uh, 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 my friends Sarah and Ezekiel got Icarus. Yeah, you guys played that is, a couple nights ago. Yes, it was it was fun the second time around too. Um, it is a game where basically you, uh, it's a world building game where you build a civilization, but you always know that the civilization is going to collapse eventually uh, because there is a mechanic where you build a dice tower. Every time you roll to do something and then fail, you add a die to the dice tower, and then when the dice tower falls. So does your society. And it's very anxiety-inducing, but very much fun. Nice. It induces a feeling of what you may call dread. <laughs> I get your reference. Yo, hit me up, Epidiah. Did you say La France? <laughs> no. I <laughs> yeah, I get your La France. <laughs> I'm not sure how much you're leading into that one. <laughs> Hello, it is me, La France. I want to steal that now. <laughs> Just my, I don't give what? a shit my reference <laughs> reaction. Like, <laughs> you want to you want to steal you, you mishearing Charlotte saying reference? Yeah, like when someone's like, "Oh, like Star Wars," I'm like, "Ha ha, I get you on La France." <laughs> That's like bone apple teeth. <laughs> yes, exactly. I'll take bone ape tit. <laughs> Osteoporosis. <laughs> um, I hate this. <laughs> I just had a cup of coffee, and it's like 9 p.m., so I'm a little out there right now. Oh, the Artist Alley was also banging this year. I spent way too much money on enamel pins and posters and zines. Yeah, I saw your denim jacket laid out in the kitchen with a lot of pins in it now. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, you did. That's about <laughs> me. That, what, did, what else did I do? I just had, I had a good time spending time with friends. I... Really, again, I really just like hanging out with you guys a lot till like midnight on Friday and Saturday. Oh. It was just fun. Yeah. And for some reason, you decide to consume Malort a second time. Oh, I'm so okay. I do need to talk about this. I'll just say when Charlotte went, oh, I could hear it from the other room, which is on the <laughs> other side of our apartment and has a closed door. <laughs> um,. Malort. I'm so happy that I decided to bring that bottle of Malort because I love torturing you all. I was going to bring it uh, if you didn't. I was going to try to find nice. a way to bring it. We love to see our friends suffer. Look, Malort is an experience and like all experiences, it must be shared with friends. Exactly. That's why John Hodgman drinks it every single year at Max FunCon and makes everybody else at the conference drink it. It's worth it for friendship. Yep, that's me. Um, Gen Con was fun. Ta-da! Ta-da! Sounds sketch, but all right. <laughs> I you know. were there, Dorco. <laughs> yeah, Max. Why don't you talk about your experience? Oh, uh, I can see my coward. <laughs> That's it. I don't remember anything else. It killed off my brain cells. <laughs> you know, I did see the video. Uh, Kevin posted that on Drive, I think. Oh, please! Yeah, share and, the video with me, someone. Yeah, uh, it's really funny. Yeah, I think it's. Other than I, 
that I do get red fast, like, I don't, I really don't think it looks that bad. I don't know, I get a bit red, but whatever. Well, the camera, the, the camera muted the colors a bit. I, I was surprised <sighs> we could actually see the, the redness on the camera. Um, yeah, it's, it's really funny, though, just be, like, trying it and just being, like, a puzzled dog tilting my head to the side, like, trying to Oh, yeah, no, that was everybody, was like, drank it and, like, what is this? <laughs> Like, you drink Malort, and it's like seeing a color you've never seen before. <laughs> and I remember that, yeah. It's an unusual botanical! I remember that, uh, Axe and, uh, Kevin had a second hit. And we're talking about, like, uh, and Kevin's like, oh, it's better the second time. I'm like, alright, I gotta make sure to check on this. And I have it, and just immediately after putting it in my mouth, like, fuck you, it's way better! <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, it's because but... you already have the taste of vomit in your mouth, like, it can't do anything worse to you. Yeah. Exactly. I can't do it's anything I haven't already done to myself. Did it do like a new aftertaste that was worse though, where the burps tasted weird or something like that? Like that was you effects? specifically. None of us had malort burps. <laughs> I definitely had like one malort burp after that, and I was like, mm, yeah, sure. It stays in your mouth. We were eating steak and shake afterwards, and I was like, I still kind of taste the malort. <laughs> yeah, Max, what, aside from malort, how was your Gen Con? <laughs> Nothing else. My lord has killed all. <laughs> aside from the aside from the aside from the main thing, Miss Lincoln, how did you enjoy the play? <laughs> oh God. <laughs> um, okay, but we more real talk. Uh, I have. I am pretty sure I'm the one with the farthest to travel whenever we go there. So uh, it's 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 more than a small step to do. And you so have that's like why an eight cool. hour two stage flight, right? Uh, a little less than eight, but pretty close. Yeah, that's probably pretty apt. It's like seven. So. Either way, um, yeah, it's it's a lot of work to get over there. It's pretty expensive, so it's a it's basically like the only like big expenditure I make a year at this point. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, it turns out when you're poor, um, but no, like it's 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 worth it though to me because it's it's both an incredibly good time and as I mentioned, I really like being around people and these are people that share my interests, share my humor, obviously, or else I wouldn't be spending time with y'all. <laughs> Actually, never mind. I decided I don't want to. Bye. <laughs> Okay. But uh, no, n- no, it's it's a really worthwhile experience and something that I'm really happy to have done both years. And now I have met just about everyone currently affiliated with the podcast, other than Josh. I haven't met Josh in person. Have you met Charlie? Mm, Charlie too. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I forgot Charlie. Only a handful of us have met Charlie in person. I haven't even met Charlie in person. Um. But uh, yeah, as as for, you know, make make a long trip to get there. I spend a bit more time with the Colmars before and after is the going to Cincinnati is a little cheaper than going right there. Yeah, because um, the Indianapolis airport is really expensive around that time of year for some reason. It's expensive and busy. Yeah, it's weird. It's um, like 100,000 people are trying to get there or something. And plus, that just gives me an extra excuse to hang out with some friends if I go through that path. You get to experience that skyline chili. <laughs> I didn't this year. Um... But yeah, so uh, so that that's very nice. And like, I guess the first thing to talk about is technically not at Gen Con, but I want to establish that while they're in Cincinnati, they have a destination grocery store called Jungle Gyms. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that fucking rules. But it's like so fucking tacky. It's just got like animatronics and other dumb bullshit all over the place and like really stupid sections. They have like a uh the series of outhouse like uh porta potty things inside so they're rigged up with actual plumbing but one in the middle doesn't have a door instead as a fancy seat that you can sit on and take pictures in and i definitely have one of those nice um they've got a lot of special gen con photographs that you haven't posted anywhere 
Yeah, I should put things some places. Uh, but Gen so Con like boudoir photographs. But it, it it's oh definitely my. <laughs> oh my. Uh, but so yeah, like uh, like Jungle Gyms is a trash place, but I want to mention it just because I got I actually got some really interesting things there. I got the hot sauce that I died later on uh, Matt's uh, World yeah, Record stream of elevator percent with the yeah weird... Mad Dog three fifty seven Gold Edition. The brand is Mad Dog three fifty seven, but uh, the bullet yeah, applicator. That... Um, and that, uh, I also got a bunch of jerkies of animals I haven't eaten before, mainly being, like, see the four were yak, kangaroo, alligator, and ostrich. And man. (laughs) They didn't have it there, but, you know, I probably would have. Bring forth the man meat. They did have ground uncooked camel, and if that, like, was something I could have actually used in that amount of time, I probably would have gotten it. Um. wild. I did also get, like, a package of, like, baked mealworms, though, with, like, Mexican seasoning. Those were surprisingly good, but their texture was basically, like, you know that inner layer of a peanut in between the nut and the, uh, the shell? Like, that papery bit? Gross. Mm. Yeah, it was, like, that, but meatier. Like, just thick that. Honestly, it wasn't bad, though, when you, like, crunch through a shell with that. Anyway, that's enough talk about just the, the first step. Uh, once I actually got to Gen Con, you know, hung out with a lot of people, had fun with friends, um... Brought a ton of dice long, and uh, a lot of it was relevant because the big thing I was doing this year is I got here instead of on a uh, news badge, I got in on a, um, a GM badge for Arc Dream, similar to what James did, except I was running Monsters, a uh, scenario that I came up with myself, and I ran four games of it, uh, two Thursday, two Friday, which I gave myself an hour break in between, which was fine enough to just be able to do it, but who boy, yeah, that takes up a lot of time. <laughs> It takes up a lot of time. Really it takes a lot of energy. Up. Yeah, it definitely does. And so I was pretty dead those first couple of days. The last couple of days were pretty smooth. Um, and yeah, I got... Uh, uh, yeah, I had a lot of fun running them. They were a big blast. It's actually funny that it's uh, just because of... I guess there's just not as many monster players in our core cast right now as otherwise. Because yeah, I, just, I haven't even really thought about running it for our core cast at the moment. Um, but it went well, and I got the last game that had Charlotte in it on recording. I nice. do not know the quality of the audio. I still need to listen to that. Um, um, but I it'll think it probably when you run it through Leveler, I've run, I've used the our like. You've got a much better yeah, zoom I'm than I not, do. I'm just not sure if I set it to not peak or not because I was kind of making busy making sure that you know I was running the game over anything. I mean, again, like I've I've recorded games in noisy rooms on the H1s. I've recorded noisy games on my phone, and they've come out <laughs> fine. Um, but so, uh, it was an absolute blast, a uh, very low combat, high creativity thing, um, that, I uh, a goblin with a chain smoking New York accent as someone's monster. <laughs> yeah. They're everywhere. Madlock thing haver was a, was a very excited creation of mine. Um, and yeah, the, the sampling of pre-made characters I had, I had brought six different ones and all of them saw at least like. Uh, play right in two of the games, so that's pretty cool, seeing that I made enough of a universal appeal. Um, and game-wise, I think that despite being a very creative, like, character interaction-based thing, people, when they play monsters, tend to understand it pretty well. Yeah, everybody knows what it's like to be a kid, and it's inherently ununderstandable to be a monster, so... Yeah, so, uh... You can't so, be a monster yeah, I had, wrong. I had, uh, one kind of all right group one pretty good group and two really good groups uh and luckily one of those was the one that got recorded um 
But yeah, no no games went bad, and it just overall was a neat experience. And with my um, Gen Con fun bucks that I got as a result of doing that, um, I was given a like whiskey tumbler that says Club Apocalypse on it that I mainly used to drink water right now. Nice. <laughs> um, I got uh, a uh, Delta Green Challenge coin that I pawned off to the person I knew in the vicinity who liked Delta Green the most. <laughs> it was me. Yeah, it was you. Uh, I and I got... I got a handful of manila envelopes that say top secret on them to use at a later date. <laughs> Is there anything um, in the top secret envelopes? No, they're just, but they're in a nice print. They look Damn. like they're very formal for being, you know, manila envelope. I want secrets. Well, they're so secret yeah, that you neat. can't see them. Oh, yeah, that's it. They're oh, invisible. It's bigger clearance level. That's all. Yeah. What are you? What are you red? Ugh. These are violet. Violet. Yeah. <laughs> um. Then, uh, yeah, I also set up a panel on when to shut up a GM's guide, which was I wanted to I knew I wanted to do a sort of panel thing and I definitely had fun with it. But because of a combination of like personal stress and other things I had put on me and being busy, I didn't like write very much ahead of time for it, which is fine. I think it was went well extemporaneous because it's a subject I feel like those of us talking knew well enough. Mm-hmm. Again, because like there I, was I, there was one here where we did a panel and the person that was supposed to host the panel didn't show up so James and Kevin and I just made up a panel in like five minutes <laughs> I, I just really enjoy doing um, I, I enjoy pu- the act of public speaking it's something I actively get in, uh, enjoyment out of if I you know have anything to say on the subject mm-hmm. and so I went with something I knew I'd have at least some comfort with and then uh, yeah I think it worked out pretty well it, could, it definitely could have gone better had I had more structure to it but I think it went fine um, other than that, played a lot of games. Uh, Matt and I demoed the uh, Age of Sigmar card game, which is pretty original and interesting. Yeah, I had um, I talked to Sam about it, and he said it, he he recognized some of the mechanics from other games. I think specifically the Lane and Champion thing he was saying was from something. But the big thing was like the weird rotating cards mechanic. Yeah, they're super weird. There's this idea that you use like the upper left corner of your card for things that refer to like its number and its text. And then every turn you crank it another another like 90 degrees uh, counterclockwise and it will often change that number so it does something new. The one like especially for like spells, it's like this this spell just has uh, three turns where like it does nothing and then the fourth turn it goes off. (laughs) Yeah, and there was, like, another, there was, like, a chaos card that, like, the uh, the first and the third turn it was out, it hit you for its damage value, but that's just one. And then on the uh, second and fourth, it hit the opponent, and that was three. And then also the guy that was giving us instruction felt bad because he was talking to some friends that were leaving, so he yeah, just Yeah, because gave... he, got, he got pretty busy, be- and it was, it, like, talking to some friends because it was the last day of the con, literally yeah. last day, it was Sunday. And he was talking to some friends, and it, like, it's very clear he was British and not actually, you know, from here, so that he didn't get these opportunities to see these people he knew very often. Uh, so he was, he was making sure to check in with them and kept checking back with us every now and again. And we only had to catch his attention a couple times for, like, checking in with mechanics and a few yeah, he was, like, so impressed up. when we, like, shuffled the deck and then handed the decks across to cut for each other. We've <laughs> <laughs> been like, ah, I see a card game players. Uh, but, yeah, no, uh, like, <laughs> I remember, like, one of the last ones before he had to head out was, uh, like, I used the one, that, like, sacrifice a demon and tutor for a demon and put it into play. And he's like, I normally have to convince people that, like, it's okay to get rid of your stuff and tutors are good. 
Uh, and I'm just like, no, no, it's, yeah, it's just it's just good. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, but he felt really bad that we didn't get that much time with, you know, the hands on help. Uh, so he went and uh, he just gave we, you a you giant only get a free of... booster pack yeah. <laughs> for completing it, a booster pack each. And instead he gave us three each. Hell yeah. Well, he gave us just a box. Well, it wasn't the full box. It was definitely it was like a half here, box. Yeah, it was probably whatever was left in that particular box. Either way, like it was it's a good amount of cards we got out of that. Yeah. And, you know, he was he was very nice and still very helpful. Like, I really don't think he needed to do that, but I definitely appreciate it. And it has left a great taste in my mouth. Like, that's that's <laughs> just a really like a good, good PR for his company. He did. He did a good job. Nice. Um, but beyond that, let's see. Uh, I bought the game Aristea that I didn't play any time while at Gen Con, but I've now played since, uh, which is by Corvus Belly, the same people that make the war game Infinity, which I just want to point out, war games are a thing that I'm always like super tempted by. I love tactical uh, like minimap games. I love them. I fucking love them. Tact- tactics RPGs, fucking fantastic. Love them. Mm-hmm. Um but, like, when you get into a war game, you really need other people who are also into that war game nearby, or it's really not worth doing. Right. Because they are expensive. Uh, so as much as I had interest in Infinity, uh, I instead gravitated towards Aristea, which is, like, this sports combat game set in the same universe. Although, if you have and Infinity it's, figures, it's they're compatible quick. with Aristea, right? Not universally. As their, like, special promo figure this time, though... Uh, it worked as both an alternate skin for one of the existing Aristea characters, because that's some of the expansions were different skins for them, like a fighting game. Gotcha. Whereas uh, it was also a brand new unit as a mercenary for the Infinity War game. Is it, the, um, is it supposed to be the same character in both games? Yes. Yes, nice. it is. Um, either way, game game's pretty fun and quick. I like it a lot, and I wa- I'm happy to have any more excuses to pick up more fun games. Um, as James mentioned earlier, also, we played uh, Sentinels of the Multiverse there and have played it a lot since in general. Yeah, we played. Uh, yeah. We all really like it. It's fun. And it's made me like over the moon about superheroes again. Um, and it, it encouraged me to the point that I bought Sentinels from my uh, local game store. Nice. Uh, both to support my local game store and also because I wanted to own it. I'm going to need to buy a ton of expansions later, though. Yeah, uh, there's you, there's also the specialized box that holds all of the expansions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, there's definitely a lot of other games I wanted to like try or get there, but I didn't come in with a lot of money and a lot of packing space, so I didn't really do much else. Sure. Um, I played in a goblin game that Matt ran, um, had a lot of fun with it. We're um, kind of over capacity on that game, but it's fun because I have 15 pregens. <laughs> It's goblin. Yeah, it's, it's it was super fun. It's yeah, it's goblin. Yeah, goblin's entire act is just talk loud and you happen. You are the biggest problem already. So more people listen to her. Exactly, yeah, I just it's li- perfect. All I did was light everything I possibly could on fire, and it worked out. I'll also including say that um, me, for, including yeah. you. I'll also say for the goblin the games, uh, based on a suggestion by Max, uh, we handed out starburst to people as goblin greatness. And every time I did that, people thought I was offering them a moral choice between spending <laughs> the goblin greatness later or eating the starburst. <laughs> and there was a prize I'm still, I'm... I'm still, I still think it should be a choice. Like I would make that just a choice in a heartbeat. Tweet the candy, I assume. Or... Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Where I remember, I said like, "Oh, do you want to use goblin grace?" Like, oh, I ate it already. Right. I want to level up. Give me a yellow. <laughs> <laughs> God, that's we should have optional rules for uh for what kind of starburst you get. But everyone's gonna vary because every once in a while some jackass says yellow is good. 
That's me, motherfucker. Which is not bad, but it's not the best. No, I'm yellow and red. Those are my flavors. Uh, like pink and red. and Red and pink. We Orange gotta offer, uh, it's gotta be uh, candy brand agnostic. So just say, just say if you get candy, this is what the powers of the candy are. Yeah, these are what the colors associations are. Yeah. But what if they get the tropical flavors? <laughs> Uh, then we go to, then we, then we reverse the board. (laughs) Number wang. That's color wang. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, let's see. I don't think I have anything else particularly interesting. I've definitely already rambled on a lot just because it's, it's a lot of fun. And I want to like relay almost every possible experience of the time. We went to a lot of like side things and we didn't necessarily do a lot exciting. We spent a lot of time again, like playing games just kind of between us. But I, still really enjoyed that amount of time that we spent like it was it was just an entirely good week yeah this is the first year i think i haven't gone to any of the rpvr meetups just because there was enough uh, every there was always somebody around to do stuff with uh when we came back uh when we were yeah, done there with was always, i mean like yeah generally like eight of us at a given point in time and any game we picked up like oh we need four players for this oh we got them all yeah it's the magic of friendship fucked Maybe up the, that was friendship was the friends we made along the way it turns out that was the real con. And that's and that is why we're not allowed to use chemical weapons anymore. The end. Uh yeah, so uh my Gen Con uh, got off to a rocky start because I got to the Greyhound station. Uh f- 15 minutes before my bus was gonna leave. I was sitting down, oh. I had all my stuff ready, my bags were checked, and then I realized I didn't have my medication. So I had to book another Uber back up to my apartment, miss my bus. And the next bus was four hours later, <laughs> so I got to I I got to hang around at my house and um, eat eat a normal lunch instead of the uh, pack of Daytrex bars I brought that I was going to eat on the bus. Okay, I got I got to interrupt for a moment because I forgot an entire thing that I think is really important to establish online now. Okay, <laughs> is when Axe and I came to meet you. <laughs> Oh, right. So, I forgot about So, like, it's, it's it's midnight in Indianapolis, and Axe and I are, like, walking over to meet up with wh- where your bus is getting in, because we both just wanted the excuse for a walk. He probably wanted to smoke also, but either way, we're going out to walk and meet up with you. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it's not that many blocks away from our hotel to the to the Greyhound station. It's, like, two blocks one direction, two blocks it's the just, other it's direction. Just, it's there. just two different, it's just two different pasta restaurants. Um... And so, so we make that we make this walk, and we're literally waiting on the corner right across from the Greyhound station, right, waiting for the light to change. Uh, and these people we passed earlier, these uh, two ladies in kind of mediocre cosplay, like I'm talking like slightly above, just get buying a Halloween costume, but barely. Uh, and one just really sketchy, like skinny guy. Uh, we pass them, and then while we're waiting there, we hear someone say from behind us, you're going the wrong way, and we turn and see those people, and one of the, one of the ladies said that. And we're both just staring kind of very confused before Axe is like, alright, where's the right way? And <laughs> the lady says, oh, where we're going. And like, makes this like kind of like touching her upper chest above the boob area. <laughs> Like, huh. Um, we both oh, were just like really <laughs> fucking confused. <laughs> like, are we being propositioned? Like, the like it'd be one thing if we were being propositioned in general would be weird, especially because like we're we're both like heavier dudes at a at a fucking gamer convention. What the fuck is happening? But then there's this really sketchy, weird guy here too. <laughs> and we're just really confused. Uh and then we just kind of turn around away from them. <laughs> <laughs> 
back to face the back to face the street and like 10 seconds later it changes we walk across and never hear from them again midnight in indianapolis amazing <laughs> anyway i didn't mean to interrupt i oh, just know that's, that's a story that's so, worth relaying because i totally it's forgot so fucking it fucking weird <laughs> Listen, um, I had a conversation with my friend who was like, do you think, like, nerds hook up and have one night stands at Gen Con? And I was like, yeah. Yeah, no, <laughs> totally. Just, the problem is that most nerds are, like, awkward and unattractive. Like <laughs> me. necessarily what, true. What, I'm including myself yep. in this list. <laughs> I'm just saying that, like, it's it's a weird, like, just be like the, it theoretically definitely happened, just probably as not much as, like, other sorts of, like, music festival stuff. Yeah, I'll say that whenever I went to Max FunCon, they they gave you like a swag bag went for showing up, and included in that swag bag was just a batch of condoms. <laughs> uh, also, one year they gave me a sex toy. What was the sex toy? Uh, it was some like it was some like twenty dollar vibrator from Extreme Restraints. Twenty dollars. I gave that to somebody else. <laughs> Thank you. Here's the sex toy I didn't want. <laughs> I mean, it, it's not. Yeah, it's it's. I'm I'm not I'm not into that. Also, it didn't Still come the with wrapper. lube. Still on the wrapper. <laughs> Small sex toy, only partially used. Twenty dollars. Which for, part? For sale, sex toy, never worn. <laughs> Dexterity plus five. <laughs> Uh, also, while I was waiting, uh, I guess a, uh, a slight aside, while I was waiting for my bus, I did discover that MicrosoftDad.com is available for lease. Um, nobody owns it. So if you want to make a site for all your Microsoft ads, uh, there you go. Um, let's see. Uh, yeah, so I got in. I got in late. I think I ate some burgers that Susan didn't eat. She had a bunch of sliders. I caught the set. I caught the last half of Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Um, and then Thursday, I didn't, I realized I got in, uh, I didn't, I made no plans for Thursday because I thought I had events, but it turns out all my events were Friday and Saturday. <laughs> uh, so I spent, uh, most of Thursday just kind of trolling the dealer hall. Um, and there was an RPPR panel, it was Game Designers Workshop, um, where they spent about 15 minutes going over pro, going over where they were on projects. It was, uh, Caleb and Ross and uh, Jeff Barber, the designer of Upwind, who's working on a remake of one of his games from the late 90s now. Um, and uh, a lot of basic, I think t- the only thing I remember from that was uh, was Caleb was like, all right, I definitely know that uh, that my my new game, Dr. Witch Doctor, I know that it's mechanically sound. Everything everything works like on paper. I just need to add more stuff and make sure that it's all fun. Um and then they kind of just started asking questions about game design, which I didn't have any questions myself, but I definitely posed questions to the Drunk and Ugly Discord. I think Charlie asked two questions, which by the time I had read them, uh, basically those questions had already been asked in some capacity. Uh, and yeah, Thursday I went around the dealer hall, did a lot of demos. Um, also, uh, what was it? I, I kept I kept seeing promos for games, and uh, some of them were there, some of them were not. Uh, I think the one that confused me the most was Hack and Pack and Alpaca, which I did see a demo of. I didn't actually get to demo it, but it's uh, it's a kid's game with uh, as a kid's game. It has a lot of production value. I keep finding myself drawn to what are ultimately kids games because they have a lot of pieces and they look interesting. And I realize like, oh, yeah, that's what you need to have to have kids play a board game is a lot of stuff needs to happen and there need to be things to play with. Um, 
So Hack and Pack and Alpaca turned out to be like uh, one of those like uh, it was one of those uh, 3D games that um, is has a lot of molded plastic pieces. Basically, you push down on the head of the alpaca and that starts a timer. And then you have a collection of things that in some way or another, you need to get them on the alpaca. And when you get them all on, then you win the game. If they fall off during your turn or if they fall off at any point during the game, then you have to take them back. And you have to place them, uh, or you have to place them again. Um, I got about a minute and a half of footage. I didn't ask the people uh, for their permission, so I won't be putting it up. Um, but it's you can probably find demos of it somewhere. It's a it's a game for children like five to ten, I think. Um, I did get to play in a demo of Quirky Circuits, which was uh, I saw a bunch of games that were very robot themed. Um, I think one of them, Three Laws, Three Laws caught my attention, and I immediately went to get a demo of it, and it was, uh, it was disappointing to me because I I went in with no expectations, but it still wasn't the thing I wanted. Uh, it turns out it was like a hidden role game where um, there's like three different kinds of robots, and you're trying to figure out which one you are based on clues from other people. And basically like the way that you, the way that you win is every round you have cards that are basically victory points and you put them in front of one of the cards on the table, which is whatever you think you are. And at the end of the game, whoever has the most victory points wins. Um, but every round, uh, three laws are added, um, which are things like, uh, Oh, you can only, uh, your hands are clamps now. So you can only grab things. You have to have all your fingers together and you can oh only grab, God. you can only grab things by, uh, by using all four fingers and your thumb or nice. like that rules. Yeah. I can't remember the other ones. Like some of them were, uh, like very, I think one of them was like, Oh, if you made an error and you forgot to follow the rules, uh, somebody else can get a, somebody else can get a victory point by yelling virus alert. <laughs> um, and stuff like that. Um, it was uh, it 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 seemed interesting. It wasn't quite the game that I wanted, um, but the game that I did want and actually did pre-order as soon as I got out of Gen Con because they were sold out. I went to the store where they were selling it. I went to the back of the line, which went all the way around the dealer's hall, and saw a sign that said like games that are sold out. And this game was like at the top, uh, Quirky Circuits, which is by Plaid Hat. Um, it's this like cooperative game where you're all working together to try and program a robot. And the demo that we played, we were trying to program a Roomba, which does have a cat on top of it. Um, we were trying to program a Roomba to clean up a room and return to its point before it runs out of battery power. And we all had basic cards that were like go forward, backward, or turn left and right. And uh the thing is that uh, nobody can tell anybody else what their cards are, and you play the cards face down. The only information you get is if a card is go forward or backward or turn left and right. And uh, you can play any number of cards that you want, and when everybody thinks that they're good, you flip them all up, and the robot does all of its does all of its commands in order, just kind of like popping them off. Um and yeah, uh, there's a bunch of different scenarios in there. There's like the that's interesting that the the game board is actually just a book, and you flip through page by page, and every page has a different board on it, and every board has a, like a different, every board has a different scenario. There's three different robots. The one I saw on Board Game Geek, uh, one of them, one of the scenarios is that you're, uh, what is it? I think the the other robot's called Lefty, who is a sushi robot, and the thing is that his left arm is twice as long as his right arm. And his goal is to uh, pick up a certain number of orders and put them 
uh, put them at the bar. But the thing is that all of his commands are both of his hands pick something up or both of his hands drop something. Um, so you're trying to place all of his orders at the bar, but his like his arms are different lengths and things are different times apart. And obviously his arms are facing different sides. So I don't know. I'm I'm super. I, it, it's a super charming little game. I'm hoping that it lives up to what it had the demo and the pre-order was cheap and I had. Yeah. Um Let's see. And then uh, I ran three games of Goblin. Uh, I ran. Uh, let's see. I also did uh, Rock in the Apocalypse, uh, which was. Uh, let's see. I did Rock in the Apocalypse, which I think I had the most of our new like Splatbook characters in that. One of the players played Angry Mob, which they decided that they collectively were the drummer. <laughs> uh, they just had a pile of drums and they they smashed on them. They also slept in them. <laughs> Uh, and then I can't remember the other three people at this point, but I have the recording. It'll go up. My favorite thing was like, um, they had, oh yeah, there was, there was the bait. I remember also the person was playing the Baker boys, which was the pre-gen for an angry mob. But it says they call themselves the Baker boys, but they're all girls. <laughs> um, and the thing, they couldn't agree on a band name. So instead they had four separate band names that they said in a row and kept adding extra words onto every time. And so there's a, I had to write that down because at the end they meet up with a band that is a cop, like that is the bootleg version of them. So I just said words that were similar to all the words in their name. Um, let's see. Um, yeah, I think the Ugg band's rival was called Oog. When they were were confronted, they're like, like, oh, it's you guys. Oh, who are you guys? Like, oh, we're Ugg. Oh, yeah. That's great. We're Oog. We're copying you. Like we heard you guys. It's like, wait, how? Like, we played for a minefield, and that's it. <laughs> uh, let's see. Then um, I'm trying to remember some of the uh, what were some of the other demos I did? Oh yeah, I demoed Potion. I picked that up. That's a the easiest way I can describe that game is like Prisoner's Dilemma because you have to. Everybody has to. Uh, every round, there's a certain number of ingredients that need to go in the potion, and if exactly that number of ingredients are on are put out by every player, they go in. However, if they if the group fails, whoever put in an ingredient that was not supposed to go in gets their ingredient in instead. Um, let's see. Uh, there was also beer and pretzels, which was a game I demoed. I didn't pick up because it basically like you get a card. It has it has a beer, it has a coaster, and it has a snack on it. And you have three dice that have on each face the a, a type of beer, a type of coaster, and a type of snack. And you basically just keep rolling the dice over and over until you get the thing. And then you say, I win, um, which didn't seem quite that interesting to me. Uh, there was the Element game. Yeah, Element, which is this abstract strategy game where uh, you have, like, a piece that's your king, and then you have all these little, like, go tiles, basically, that you're putting down, and your goal is to entrap the other... is to entrap the other player with your... uh, the other player's king with your go tiles. But the thing is that every piece has different rules. Every piece uh, corresponds to one of the four elements. Um, So, uh, earth tiles... Like, so your earth tile is your basic tile that um, you put it down, it sits there. And it blocks progress. Um, but if you place a wind tile, uh, if a wind tile, if if you have a wind tile like behind you, then it blows you forward. So you move two spaces instead of one. Um, and then fire tiles. Every time you place a fire tile next to another fire tile, um, 
the tile you place it next to grows to each addition space. Uh, water tiles like to go in a straight line, so if you place a water tile, you can move them as long as you're moving them in a linear fashion. Um, kind of interesting. Uh, I didn't have the room for it on my uh, on in my bag. Uh, let's see. God, I have so many pictures of just weird games from consignment. Um, but I, I won't bore everybody with those details right now. Uh, let's see. Then um, I ran... Uh, oh yeah, then I ran... Rowdy Riders in the Bomb Mobile. Um, I remember we had a we had an ongoing joke about the Sir Daves that show up in that scenario, where I think somebody ended up trading a Sir Dave for like a flamethrower or something, and uh, I just had the trading post just be like, "Oh yeah, we get these all the time," and they just put Sir Dave in a room that's just full of Sir Daves. <laughs> and at the end, one of the players decided that instead of going to their destination, he was gonna go back to he was gonna go back to the trading post and liberate all the Daves and form his own Dave <laughs> army. Uh, I've got that one recorded too. I've got all of my games recorded, so they'll all go up at some point. And then uh, the on Saturday, I had um, Welcome to Weird Hole, which was the one scenario I hadn't been able to test before I got to the con because schedules are weird and it's hard to get people together to play games. Um, but that game went very well. The only thing that we discovered was that it, the scenario was an hour long. If you, uh, if you're to the point about it. So I ended up also running, um, an abbreviated version of Kings of the Rings for those players afterwards. Uh, but we had two, two randos in there who had, um, just came in with, uh, with generics. Um, and, I think my favorite part from that game was that there was this one kid who was like super introverted at the beginning, like was barely saying anything. And then once she realized that she was playing the boss and she could be just a colossal jerk to everybody, she got very loud and really got into the character. In fact, I remember like she she consulted with Mr. Spork on everything. Um, which can, which involved her speaking to like a pen that she was pretending was the spork and saying like, no, shut up. You're wrong about everything. <laughs> Mr. Spork says we should do this. Um, and there's a lot of stuff like, well, what do you think boss? I think you should shut up. And then whenever they tuned it, I thought I told you to shut up. Um, but, uh, and I think, oh yeah, the guy was playing, uh, who's playing dusty, like, also had, uh, I think he decided that he was in a love triangle with Big Molly and Longhammer, and that they were competing for his affection. <laughs> oh man! Um, yeah, the the the, for the other Dusty told his story about he met Molly in the bar, and then like halfway through, I realized that was a person that he was talking about. I was like, oh, I thought you s- seduced and fucked the gun. I'm sorry. <laughs> Because he's like, and then like Longhammer found me and shot me in the butt. I'm like, wait a minute, <laughs> how did the gun? Fi- okay. Uh, and then, uh, man, uh, a lot of games I went around through. I remember I, I almost picked up the uh, the second uh, the expansion to um, Specter Ops in consignment, but it was um, I only have so much space, and it was a good deal for the second thing, but I just knew I would not have enough room to actually bring it home. Um. But I did get, uh, I saw, I finally found a Raccoon Tycoon, um, which I got a brief demo of. It's a Railroad Tycoon game, uh, which which explained a lot of things. Namely, I wasn't sure how you were becoming a, a mogul on buying and selling raccoons, but uh, all was answered. And then uh, the guy said, all right, there's two copies left. Uh, do you want to pick this up? I'm like, uh yeah sure and it's like all right we got we got promo cards do you have a coupon like no do you have a coupon he said 
And then he just kind of slid me this $20 off coupon <laughs> across the table. And when I gave that to the people at the cashier's line, they gave me $20 off and then they handed the coupon back to him for like the next person who was coming up. Um, I still have not gotten a chance to play that game. Uh, just again, it's scheduling, trying to get people together to play it. Um, it's a new game, so it's not on any digital space to try and play it, which is how we play most of our games now. Um, and yeah, uh, the, I, I could tell you the story of the Malort video, but we have video, uh, we have video about it. So you'll be able to see that live. Well, live to tape. Death, death to tape. <laughs> Yeah, if you're into snuff videos, there's the one for you. Yeah, pretty sure I knocked it. I love the I love the I love this the, 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 the slow zoom on on Max at the end. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's not good. Eat ass. It's 2019. Uh but that was uh that was my Gen Con experience. Um and uh we have uh, Kevin and Axe with us now. Um so whichever one of you wants to talk about your experiences, go ahead. Not all at once. <laughs> Um, I didn't, cause like I, I, uh, I didn't sign up for any games, um, mainly because I have a fucked up sleep schedule and I didn't want to fuck up anybody's day by not showing up to their shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, aside from that, like I, I, I kept it pretty low key. Uh, there's nothing in consignment that particularly jumped out to me. Unfortunately, I think by the time I got there on like the second to last day, it was pretty much just the crap left, and not even the fun crap. Yeah, honestly, the when first we got there, day though, of consignment wasn't impressive. On the last day we got there, uh, even the second day was pretty good. Uh, on the last day, I remember even the even meme the game had been bought up. <laughs> at that point, everything's at like you know everything must go prices, right? Like it's yeah. at the lowest they get at least. Sometimes they have it prohibitively high. It was marked on like the like the price tag. Like, okay, first day this, second day this, third day this. Everything yeah. must go. <laughs> Take well, I mean, the shit or throw it in the trash. If it doesn't go, you have to pick it up on Saturday night or Sunday. <laughs> but yeah, it, it it's a fun meta game. It's like, you know, if I wait another day, will it still be here? But it'll be $5 cheaper. Yeah, I remember I, I missed out on picking up snake oil because it's like, well, it's $10 today. It'll be $5 tomorrow. I'll, I'll see if it's around then. And of course, it wasn't. I was also disappointed that um, I found out that the A-Team board game exists, but I only found this out because somebody else picked it up from the bottom row, like picked it up off of the floor. And the only glimpse I got of it was as they were taking it to checkout. And I really <laughs> wanted to know what you do in A-Team the game. You could probably look it up on Board Game Geek if you uh, checked, like, the one stars. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's rated 4.2 out of 10 on Board Game Geek. That's a star per A-team member. <laughs> and another sense, 100%. Uh, but yeah, any, uh, anything else you have to share, Axe? Uh, we kind of interrupted you there talking about consignment. No, so I, like, I didn't do much in terms of, like, structured activity. Just kind of hung out. Did you do any um, demos or anything? Uh, No. I remember you, um, you went in and picked up the Eclipse Phase book like as soon as the dealer hall opened. <laughs> I just saw you thumbing through that as the con went on. That's that's pretty generous. I think I got there at like noon. But uh, that being said, yeah. I, really? Because I, I thought that like on the very first day I got to consignment like uh, 20 minutes after it opened at 9 and then ran into you like 30 minutes after that still in line. Okay. I, I, I figured... 
10 was like optimistic, but I guess. Yeah, I mean, or actually, I think it only does open at 10 uh, <laughs> Thursday and Friday. So, yeah. <laughs> okay, fair you enough. You were on top of it. <laughs> All right, I remember I found the Gender Bender game in consignment, which uh, on the back had only the description 1988 Bend It Hooray for Gender Equality. Great, great. Along with Logo Party, a new way, a whole different way to experience your favorite brands. Right. It's like Food Fight the board game? Like, I have no idea. I think James so, talked so. about... I don't know, and I don't want to know. It's just like Basically, capitalism, the board game. I know. I uh, Somebody I know has played it, and they, could, they did not tell me anything about what it is or how. It looked like it was questions like, you know, what animal is in this company's logo and so on. There was also there was all, well, the thing there were three different kinds of games because there was there was trivia. Then there was also um, the picture game. I can't remember where you draw the picture. I can't remember the name of it. Pictogram something. I don't know. Pictionary. Pictionary. That's it. And then there was also uh, charades. Um, oh, yeah. I also found something called chess on the loose. Which has the tagline, the game of chess will never be the same. And I did it not. It did look, change chess forever. I, I mean, did it's not. historic. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember playing chess before chess on the loose. Uh, and uh, Max already shared the story about the time you guys got propositioned. <laughs> it's a fucking weird sitch. Oh, right. Yeah. I forgot also. We went to Burger Study, which had a special uh, Stranger Things themed Gen Con burger. That Axe got. I got uh, just a. I got a. I got a burger. <laughs> yeah, peanut peanut butter and jelly, uh, quote unquote delicacies was apparently the culinary theme of my Gen Con adventure. <laughs> I'm still oh, yeah. so disappointed about those wings. Oh yeah. man, they were just cowardly. Wait, what are these now? The peanut butter and jelly wings. Were you around when uh, we ordered? No, <laughs> I think that was Spider Verse at the time. So. Yeah, it might have been before the movie. So what it was, what it was is that oh you, you go Axe is your thing. Okay, well like I I'm really not a big fan of like just your standard like American bistro menu like here are burger here are fry here are apps kind of thing mm-hmm. like so I was like crippled with indecision and I'm looking through the menu and I'm like oh wings oh they have these normal standard wings and then they have peanut butter and jelly wings uh, and Max our, our resident wing expert. Um, I, I legitimately am very into wings and wing culture. I just want this on the record. <laughs> wing and wing accessories. Uh, we, 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 that's the thing Josh said in something where he was talking about boneless wings, and Max set us set us on the right path about boneless wings and their place in the wing hierarchy. That is, they have none. But listen, they uh, they aren't wings. They're fine if you would desire to, to eat chicken tenders with sauce on them. Which I do. Go for it. Because I can eat They're them with a wings. fork and knife and not get sauce on my hands. But anyway, he brought up a good point. And he says, well, I mean, it could be interesting, but this isn't a wing place, so they're probably shitty. So, like, a half hour passes by. Susan's finally like, hey, uh, we're going to call an order. So I was just like, fuck it. I'll get these. And then they <laughs> got there, and they were just, like, peanut butter wings, like... I could see kind of a, you know, if you actually had more things, it'd be like, you know, Thai flavor kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then just like a little container of like loosened grape jelly. Because like, you know, it wasn't spreadable. It was already in like liquid form. 
to just dip them into. It was the laziest shit I've ever seen. And they weren't hilariously bad. They were just like five out of 10 wings. And it was really disappointing. And they were super cowardly. Yeah. And also worth noting, I'm just going to throw this on the record. Grape is not a flavor that inherently goes with chicken. Like there are a number of other good like jelly options they could have picked. And that's not one of them. Yeah, yeah, I think raspberry the basic was the jelly. consensus on what they should have done. Yeah, the raspberry, blackberry, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, the raspberry is like a, a very common jelly. Oh yeah, I forgot to. I, also, we went to Ram, which uh, pe- uh, uh, what's the name of the company? Pre- Privateer Press. I was uh, say, have, the only thing really interesting about Ram was that that place had bought out the menu. They buy they buy it out every single year, and they just jizz their advertising all over it. Um, this I feel so bad for the wait staff. Yeah, because they got to learn the garbage terms for their basic menu items every single I'll year. I'll have the Super Mecha Burger. Whatever the fuck that is. You know what the funniest part about that is it also, like, bit me and bit them in the ass on the way back of being like, this. so who ordered, like, this pork, like, they, they named the regular name of the sandwich. I'm like, I have no idea what you just said, lady. I know what I ordered. I also, the way there, you were like, "Oh, I, I want the like gear heist gar burger." You couldn't pronounce the re- the menu names. So you're like, "I want the pulled pork one." Fuck it. Like, and she's like, "Okay." It's like she seemed but relieved by that. And Privateer Press was promoting a different game this year. I think previously they, I, uh, previously they've been promoting one of their fantasy series. So they had the uh, Om Nom Namicon was the name of their menu. This year they were promoting Monster Apocalypse. Uh, so the menu was called the Apocalypse. And there was like a kaiju theme was how kaiju that and giant out? robots, yeah, yeah. <laughs> kaiju like Clifford the Big Red Dog <laughs> coming to theaters. <laughs> Has someone done art of Clifford as a kaiju? I feel like they should have. Uh, I know that I think Dennis Denwiller did an illustration of Clifford the Big Red God. No, Clifford vs. Godzilla. It's really easy to find. Yep, there it's it is. It's pretty good, although I think it was on Wikipedia, like the Wikipedia entry for Kaiju, which is what was <laughs> fucking hilarious. Nice. Um, but yeah, also Axe had another peanut butter and jelly themed delicacy. Delicacy <laughs> I, in quotes. And you know what? That was fine. I think the thing was like what the, the toaster waffles were a little overdone. Yeah, they kind of shattered in my hands. Um, but other than that, like, you know, it was just yeah, peanut butter, blueberry jelly, yeah. I think, and burger on Eggo waffles, and, like, it was passable. I remember also they, they didn't ask for how much you wanted the burgers done because the patties were too thin. Right. Now, I, I guess it's the real theme of my culinary adventures at Gen Con is just being kind of meh about everything and and being uh, alternatively grossed out or astounded by various Midwestern delicacies as explained to me by james well it's, <laughs> it's fine you, your 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 visits into this reality can cannot be as as uh fantastic as the the realm from which you originate <laughs> i'm yeah, not gonna lie when you left the, when, you, when you left the hotel with your bag in hand i looked out the window to see you pass and i did not so i am thoroughly convinced you left the hotel and just vanished into another dimension Maybe he put a finger on his cheek and just flew away. <laughs> I don't know how to feel about this lore that keeps building despite the <laughs> fact that I've been seen. I mean, we have no video evidence that you exist. It was good to meet you and Greg also. Yeah, yeah legit. Yeah. Even if you did also, not come bearing the guns of your wise, fathers. I will say culinary wise, there was one food truck that actually had a really good lamb shawarma. Uh, yeah, but I got basically like the food truck basically mugs you. 
I mean, yeah, well, that's all food trucks, though. Yeah. Well, no, but, like, because you walk up to the food truck, and they're like, uh, fucking, like, hummus, like, five bucks, like, a baklava, like, four bucks. But then there just isn't prices for anything. And so they're like, oh, oh yeah. Yeah, for the, for the shawarma, it, was, it literally said 10 on the one I went to. Yeah, because they're like, here's your, like, shawarma and a Coke. That'll be, like, 15 bucks or whatever. And I was like, oh, God. <laughs> Yeah, I remember one year, um, I don't know if Gen Con still does this, but one year they actually had, uh, they let you uh, put your order in ahead of time, and then you could come pick up, and I don't know if they're still doing that, but um, that was before that was a thing that other restaurants did regularly, but it because they just had so much congestion at the food cart lines, uh, they were trying to find other ways to do it. I think now they just have more room for food trucks, so that there's greater diversity, and if the line's too long, you can go somewhere else. Yeah, I went to Island Noodle yeah. this year, which always had a really long line, but also they mm-hmm. had like six people just constantly making noodles. So like the line went really fast. Like you were, it was a thirty-person line, yeah, but you were just, up there a lot and of like that go to it. Yeah, there's also you know there's only like noodles are noodles are noodles. They get done really fast. Yep, you shove them in a box. No, there's there's a reason that that's like one of the most classic like. Uh, you know, Pacific area uh, fast food. Yeah, type why of things, you can like why you can rent things. a soba grill? Yeah, exactly. Like it's really quick to do, and it's generally hard to fuck up. Yeah, and then I also and the thing was like they had all the noodles just sitting in boxes. And like, oh, did you want it with chicken? And so the guy at the cashier stand has a warming tray that has teriyaki chicken in it. They just scoops in and shoves on top of the noodles. It's like okay, like. I don't know how else I expected them to present that or or get it. It was efficient and it was good. It also it was just noodles, so it wasn't like I was actually I was hungry in like a couple hours after that. Um, I, if I have money, I do want to go to Mikaido again next year, though. Uh, yeah, we can we can we can have the jelly sake and actually drink it the right way. Listen, that shit was fine. Squeezing it out and sucking it out of the tube. It's, I think it's fine. The only big food thing I remember noticing in particular was they had like an old fashioned soda stand, and like there were like kegs of them. And you got yeah, a you had to buy a mug, and then you came back to get refills. Yeah, yeah they gave you looked, a daily bracelet. Yeah, it looked awesome, but then it was like again, hour in the sun. I was like, nah, I don't want that much. Like, yeah, I mean, it probably would be worth it because you know, even if you just hit it like on the way in at lunch and on the way out, you'd by far get like five bucks worth of drink, and you buy mm-hmm. you buy the. The, the copper cup or whatever so you can make Moscow mules later. Yeah, probably would have been worth it, but yeah, I, I don't do well with long-term heat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The heat was a factor. Mm-hmm. I only went to the food trucks uh, one day that I was there, because every other day I just <laughs> Same. found... It was just if... Because uh, every other day I had someone I'd lunch with, so I'm like, hey, let's go to a restaurant. Because uh, we were always eating lunch at like off um, <laughs> off hours time, so it was not that busy. And we want to grab a burger at like three thirty. Yeah, that's a burger study was still very busy at three thirty. <laughs> um, but it was also nice to like. I remember when we went to Ram, we like we put in a thing. It's like, all right, it's gonna be like forty five minutes to get your table. I'm like, all right, we'll just go to hang out at Starbucks. Like we went to the Starbucks across the street. We had barely opened the door, and we got an alert saying, "Oh, your table's ready." It's like, all right, cool. Fortunately, the wait staff was so uh, kind of booked that uh, we put in a thing. We left it. We left an open seat for Max because he was in a game and he wasn't gonna be able to come till later. Um, but fortunately, like they hadn't even brought us our appetizers by the time that Max showed up. Uh, but fortunately, also service was fast enough that Max was able to get out before his next game. <laughs> yeah, worked out pretty well. Yeah. 
Um, like Kevin, what was your Gen Con like? My Gen Con was pretty relaxed. I mean, I, I don't run games, which is an intentional decision because it's like my only vacation in a year and I don't want to work. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wasn't really, I didn't go to like any of the seminars because I just didn't find any of them interesting. I mean, I went to our group seminars and that's about it. Uh, yeah, and those were especially uninteresting. <laughs> the Goblin, no, the Goblin seminar blew everybody's mind. Look, things happened. Greg signed 100% of the books that were there, including his own. Sick. No, I, uh, <laughs> let's see. It was nice to actually have a chance to play some games, which I don't think I really even got to do last year. Yeah, we played Galaxy we some, Trucker. Which, yeah, we did some Galaxy Trucker. The best game ever made. Galaxy Trucker is not the game to learn and play at like 3 a.m. <laughs> yeah, and also to be fair, you came in on the second round in addition to that. I think you also yeah. hadn't you just woken up from a nap, basically. I, mm, you were like mm, on the edge of sleep in the first yeah, place. Yeah, I was like it was like impromptu <laughs> napping going on. So yeah, well because because like actually going to the con and just looking at stuff actually had me sleeping like a human for once, <laughs> and it was uncomfortable. Uh, <laughs> I don't like it. I don't like it. Uh, did yeah, you ever I mean, build I've, that uh, box you got from Broken Token? Yeah, yeah, I did actually build that um, crate that you guys spotted. And for some reason, that that particular item was like just over fifty dollars, which is like a fraction of what some of the other ones are. And it even came with like an outer crate. It wasn't just an interior set for a an existing box. So Ready? that that's pretty cool. Now I can uh, transport Galaxy Trucker everywhere with me. You'll never let it out of your sight again. Oh, <laughs> uh, let's see what else. Uh, went to Burger Study. Uh, Danielle and I have started going up there every year. I uh, had the Oh, you know what? The the Eggo burger almost certainly had blueberry jam because so did my burger. Did you get the Wagyu beef thing? Yeah, I yeah, got that's what Matt got. Nice. <laughs> yeah, it's also that's what I got also. Yeah, with blueberry jam and arugula and there was, was, was not cream cheese, cheese? Was it like borsin yeah. or something? Yeah, I don't know. It was some Gruyere obscure or... cheese. It was good. Yeah. Gruyere, yeah, probably. Yeah. It was really weird, but it worked surprisingly well. I still think that the the coffee burger though was by far the best. So I might just go back to that next year, but they're cool. They've even got gluten-free buns and stuff. Makes life a lot easier. The food trucks are a pain in the ass for that. Yeah. But also gluten-free Malort. Yeah. Yeah, it was. The food trucks are a pain in the ass. I tried to order like, I think last year twice I ordered something that gave no indication it was breaded. And then it totally was Oh, (laughs) even beyond like, I mean, I think that they had like a brisket sandwich, which I thought, okay, I can just have the beef and uh, ditch the bread. But nope, they deep fried it with the breading, Ooh. which they didn't mention anywhere. But let's see. I uh, did a lot of walking the dealer's hall, uh, a lot of checking out, looking for deals and stuff. The I say the seminars didn't excite me this year. The consignment shop was kind of boring. The auctions I hung out for, I bid on a few things, but the zombie uh, fixings. One, Yeah, I didn't get the zombie vixens, which I was kind of, I wanted to get them for the $5 uh, challenge, but they went up to like $9. It was just funny how the guy pulled them up and he's like, looks like we have. And he like looks in the box and then he like, you know, screws up his face. And then he looks at the bottom of the box at the description. And he's like, zombie vixens (laughs) is what they are. Still remember the, when I was in consignment, the guy was uh, selling off 
I think he was auctioning off this giant thing of 40k miniatures, and part of the description was, I faced every miniature gamer's uh, biggest uh, biggest nightmare. I have to move. Oh, yeah, yeah, he was, yeah, I was there while he was talking about that. He said it was, like, over 6,000 pounds of minis, and the quote was well into four digits. Yeah. Which kind of makes sense, especially if he's been collecting a long time, and he his uh, collection's mostly metal or even lead minis. Yeah from older times uh what else i bought a lot of terrain i found a really good i found a really good store and then one that was really high quality so i got some cheaper ones that look decent and then one really cool big antenna piece that i'm looking forward to putting together uh yo i remember that the satellite dish one yeah that one fucking rules yeah yeah the satellite dish and antenna that's like a foot tall yeah, that one's really cool. All of those like laser cut wood uh, wood build uh, terrain seems super cool, and it's a yet another reason why I'm just like really interested in the concept of war games that I'll never get to play. Yeah, I remember that was the big thing about Aristea was it also had it had this whole cover system, and so like the demo maps were you know beautifully modeled with like th- tiers of verticality involved because cover is a covers a thing. Oh, for Infinity, for Infinity, you're thinking. Uh, was Infinity the one? I thought Aristea also. Had Infinity covered. was the one that was super big. Aristea has cover mechanics, but it's really simple. Whereas Infinity is the one that was the huge, like really pretty maps. Yeah. Even they're like even they're like pre-made things though come with cardboard terrain with verticality and cover in mind. Right. Uh let's see, I went through the artist alley a lot. The only stuff I considered buying was some like well done uh starship features like you know, it was like uh, there was a super star destroyer with a tiny little A-wing drawn over top of it <laughs> for scale. <laughs> and you know, other much smaller normal star destroyers for scale. But I decided not to, although it turns out Susan knew those guys and they've they do like the Renaissance Fair circuits, too. Uh, you, oh, uh, that uh, there was a famous cosplayer there. I can't think of what her name was. She was selling uh, cat ears and like bows and stuff to decorate them. Oh, yeah. I saw uh, Phil Foglia while we were there. Maybe something something like that. Because he was uh, selling girl genius. Oh, yeah. Phil Foglia. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna probably be streaming learning how to paint and construct mini stuff that'd be cool so i got a lot of stuff yeah let me know when that. those streams happen sure i'm still trying to decide what format to go with but also you gotta hopefully get in the next camera couple weeks record for more than 20 minutes at a time <laughs> I, I know there's a way to do it it was not good to try to figure out at on the spot though we tried to record foodies with some plug-in for the camera that then uh errored out uh irrevocably yeah so I, i'm sure there's a way to do it we just gotta figure it out yeah uh, uh, did you do any yeah, uh interesting so demos or anything walking. like that uh demoed a couple interesting things uh demoed uh the uh that warhammer fantasy game that we played towards the end was pretty interesting age of sigmar yeah i yeah. still want to try it if yeah, don't don't confuse it with Warhammer Fantasy because Charlie will tell you repeatedly that they are two different things. Yeah, yeah, basically. Uh, God walked walked so much. Uh, I got I got my ten thousand steps in every single day. The minimum <laughs> amount that I'm supposed to get on Fitbit. <laughs> <laughs> then then lunch, then ten thousand steps. Yep. Then dinner. Uh, I was I was there for a little bit of the after celebration of uh, Ross Payton getting engaged. Yeah, I think my 
biggest thing of that was like, um, like, wait, Ross, Ross Payton was romantically involved with somebody. Yeah. Apparently someone Maddie, who was yeah, also Maddie a performer. Gibson, I, think. I can't remember. Maddie. Yeah. That was her name. Yeah. I, I actually like, even though he doesn't specifically know me, he met me last year, but you know, that was in passing. So I wouldn't expect him to remember. I happened to just, I happened to be at like the arc dream booth at a time where he was coming by the night after that. And everyone was congratulating him. <laughs> uh, Oh, B- Billy Mitchell was there. We kept spotting him. Yeah, I kept asking if somebody wanted to go punch him in the face. Oh, I was real tempted, except I, I had to get back home eventually. Yeah. <laughs> How sad. All of us wanted to punch him, but not enough to, like, spend time in jail. What are you in for? I punched the King of Kong. Oh, shit. We punched, we punched the usurper. <laughs> oh, <shit>. We punched <laughs> the usurper to the Kong throne. He is not yeah, the you're, proper you're heir. The, you're the OG badass. <laughs> you fight on the half a jump man in here. I think my favorite thing also about that about that whole rivalry between Billy Mitchell and Steve Weeby is eventually both of them were blown out of the water by this like plastic surgeon from California that was just way better at Donkey Kong than either of them. And then that guy got beaten by somebody else. And now like I think Steve Weeby's score is like number seven on the top ten high scores at Donkey Kong. Uh, wasn't isn't Donkey Kong like solved though, or doesn't it? Uh, is they're running. Maximum? They're running out of points to get out of it at this point. Yeah, because there's like some glitch that ends the game, even though it's not supposed to. Yeah, well, because once you get to a high enough level, it wraps around into the amount of time you have to play the stage. It turns out every stage has a time limit, and as the game goes on, that gets longer and longer. And at some point, it gets so long that it becomes a negative value. So as soon as the stage starts, you run out of time and die. Uh, um, yeah, and that makes it. That's a level 255, I think. Similarly, Pac-Man has a has a thing where um, once the level gets high enough, it doesn't know how to display how many things you've collected. And so it spills over into the into half of the board. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I don't know. It's kind of a blur. Just so much happens there that it's hard to even process. Yeah, I know. Uh, the four <laughs> days just flew by. <laughs> Funny enough, uh, I-, I got yelled at by a middle school principal. What? <laughs> For what? Yeah, this give this goof's good. Yeah, uh, Danielle and I were uh, right after Broken Token. Uh, I kissed her for a second, and uh, this principal, uh, or this guy walking by, goes, "Hey!" and like points a finger at us, and he like starts to walk away, and then he like turns around, like, "Oh God, I'm so sorry." It was on Sunday when everybody's brain was fried, but. He came up like, I'm so sorry. I'm a middle school principal. It was just habit. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) That's fucking amazing. Yeah, that was pretty good. Honestly, yeah, I think it's better than Axe and me getting propositioned. (laughs) Holy shit. And then it turns out that the guy was actually one of the, like, major terrain designers for, uh, like, all the stuff they do at the stadium. That's cool. Which I didn't get around to seeing this year, but he made, like, a giant a uh, winter scene with like this cool clear blue resin for frozen rivers and stuff like that that was really distinctive yeah i think james was saying they had a huge like power grid game which uh you had to m- move the pieces around with like shuffleboard things <laughs> like it was such a big board yeah. that you couldn't it- you couldn't manipulate the pieces like directly yeah i think they were using croupier sticks whatever those things that uh dealers use yeah and I never did the... find Nyctophobia. Still interested in finding that one at some point because it just sounds like such a novel concept. Uh, so what is it? I assume it has something to do with darkness. 
Yeah, from what I understand, at least, there's like one person who's like one part serial killer, one part GM, and all the other players are blindfolded, and there's like a plastic maze set up, and people have to actually like feel with their hands to make their moves somehow. Huh. I don't know the, I could never find it to find out, you know, how exactly it worked, but I'm going to keep an eye out for that one next year. Oh yeah, and there was a the giant game of Space Hulk happening where somebody 3D printed a map. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, I've always, I've wanted to do one of those Artemis Bridge simulator games, but it's just so expensive. Oh yeah, though, they had it there, like they were inviting people to come in, we, we, we couldn't do it because we were, anytime we saw it, we were on our way somewhere to meet with somebody. Yeah. Oh yeah, I think Guar was there this year because Guar has a board game. Who? Guar, it's this really gross metal band. Uh, they're like themed as like uh, apocalypse people from the future or something. Yeah, they were um, they were occasionally referenced in Beavis and Butthead, which is how most people know. I had a metalhead uncle way back then, so I you know, but uh, I only knew about them sick. when they uh, when they introduced their first fe- female singer, uh, Volvatron. She was only with the band for like a year, I think. But yeah, they're um that they're they're what like I think Kiss is trying to be. They are that. <laughs> they're Kiss with legitimacy. Yeah. Cuz like Kiss puts a lot of stake into oh, their costumes and they're and they're like and try to be extreme and then like their most extreme song is like I want to rock and roll all night and party each day. <laughs> um Whereas Guar, if I remember correctly, they if I remember correctly at Guar shows they have piss cannons. Uh yeah, Guar shows in general require a, a Gallagher-esque tarp setup. Um And they also for, have more for... extensive makeup and uh props and stuff. <laughs> if you don't come out covered with at least two types of waste, then uh my uncle literally was like, like would wear like, you know, because like normally when you go to a show, you know you get all your your band gear on and stuff like that. But no, you would go to Guar shows in like you know plain white dollar Walmart tees because they're never gonna be the same again. Yeah. <laughs> my my wow. awesome my soul. Which my, of the bodily humors did you get today? <laughs> like my I, yeah no like I've heard one story. It was from the Risk podcast of somebody going to a Guar show. And they were talking about how they went with their friend and they got ejected after their friend. Uh, Jay, they were very proud. Their friend threw their first pit punch. Um, and then they talked about uh, and they went to a hotel room and invented a sex move called the yellow snowball. Oh, no. So it, I don't well, I don't want it explained, Matthew. I mean, if you know what the snowball is, it it's it, it's a logical extension. Got, got, oh, you just did. got it. You're done. He just got it. <laughs> Thanks. Cool. I appreciate you contributing to this conversation. <laughs> that's no good. That's. I'm just gonna say that's. This is. This is the crowd that oh, Guar. Why are you still talking? This to is me? the crowd that Guar attracts. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Never talk to me or my son again. <laughs> my son is also me in this instance. <laughs> it's a smaller me. Double don't talk to me is what I'm saying. Anyway, yeah. Uh, Kev, do you have anything else to talk about? <laughs> As we just keep having uh, stories just kind of trickle in. Kevin, no. What? Ripping pizza. Kevin, do you have oh. any other anything else to say? Oh, uh, no, my brain's shut down now. Thanks. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> good and fair. No, it was nice. I had a good time, but I didn't really do much in the way of newsworthy stuff. Uh, I didn't get the uh, press badge I was shooting for this year, so maybe next year. 
Yeah, because I think yeah we have t- we have credentials for because we got two podcasts. We have two press badges, and uh, I use the one for Ugly Talk. Nobody used the one for the main podcast. Oh, I, th- I thought Max was. No, no Max no, got, got a GM, GM badge. Oh, <laughs> I use it last. Well, shit. Okay. <laughs> well. We really, we yeah, really need to resume stuff on Ugly Talk so I can keep using that for press credentials. <laughs> yeah. All right, uh, but sounds like we got it all. Unless you have any final thoughts. Yeah, we got video. We got video packages incoming. So. And we got a number of yeah. games that we played going to be a slightly edited and uploaded. Yeah, there'll be. Uh, there's, not the of, there's not a lot of surprisingly good game. Oh yeah. We have a uh, black boxes and voice distortions to add for certain videos. Yeah, Sentinels is, yeah, it's really encouraging, like, how just, like, something can take a kind of simple concept and then just make it so modular and unique that it pops the fuck off. Yeah, no, I always have a blast playing a random hero every time in Sentinels. <laughs> I intentionally do not, I intentionally pick somebody at random that I have not seen before every game. <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to do once I've played all the heroes. <laughs> <laughs> Retire. Yeah, it's fortunate that there's at least 37 heroes, though, so I'm good. And we'll just, yeah, keep downloading homebrew heroes for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah get the fanfiction ones in there. I'm sure they're super well-balanced. The yeah, cult, there's yeah, the Link cult, from the Legend cult. of Zelda. There's the one made from Toho. We got options. I'm surprised there's only one thing from Toho. I only saw the one from Toho. There might be more. Nice. I, that still reminds me of the first time we played Pandemic on, uh, I think it was on Vassal. And the version of Pan- the Pandemic module we had also had a fan mod that made it Incredibles themed Pandemic, which we didn't play that because this was our first time playing Pandemic. But uh, that's one of those like staring into the mind's eye type things where you're like, like the way that they rethemed it, it made sense. Like you were fighting Syndrome, and Syndrome had robots coming everywhere, and there were three kinds of robots that you were dealing with, and they were self replicating. <laughs> It turns out if you have any kind of way to explain why cubes are appearing on the board and more cubes are appearing and why people are dealing with the cubes, you can make that game themed as anything. Um, but yeah, so video packages incoming. There will be recordings uh, coming out. Uh, there's not a lot of ways to edit them for content because there's just too much background noise, but we'll clean them up. We'll get them up here. Uh, so stay tuned for that. And uh, yeah, uh, we'll see you next time, everybody. Until then. Bye-bye. Bye. See you. See you next August.